Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm trying something new, and since I'm the person whose voice you usually hear the most, whether you like it or not, I am Kevin, one of your three co-hosts. And I'm Paul, and I got demoted. Womp womp. And I'm Potter, <laughs> and I will laugh at Paul all the way home. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So tonight, pretty easy one. We're not. We're just gonna break down very simply and uh, as succinctly as the three of us can the things <laughs> we are excited about coming out of Adepticon. So that means, my fair listeners, we're not gonna cover everything that came out of Gen Con because Gen Con whew, it was too much. Gen Con, Adepticon, Adepticon. I didn't realize it was that late in the year. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's late. It, I, I did realize it was that late in the day. Uh, it. <laughs> It, Adepticon, Adepticon 2023 just happened, uh, just finished, and we have things we are excited about. We can't cover everything, though, because it was just too much awesome to run down. Um, so before we get to that, though, can we talk a little bit about hobby uh, progress? I'll go first. Um, I have been painting some Dystopian Wars boats, and those Ooh, boats are still. Yeah, boats. They're just about done now. So I have my box of boats painted. Uh, and I've also been uh, silently cracking away at my last couple stands for my Kings of War army. And uh, another thing that we'll talk about in a minute, because it's related to the Adepticon news. Uh, Paul, how about you? Uh, man, I've been traveling so much lately. I, I don't I don't know that I've really done much of anything hobby-wise. No, you've been building you that built? Gundam. I saw you built that riser. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's the Cant. Uh, so I'm almost oh. done with him. Yeah, I just got to figure finish his big ass sword gun shield thing, uh, and then he's done. And then it'll be uh, onto the uh, red asteroid frame. Hell yeah! Ooh, oh man, RG. I got I uh, I got my PG uh, out, and I have the 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 first couple. I got basically I have my build station ready. So that's uh, that's my project. I know I've been saying I was going to start it since like September. <laughs> but I'm actually, actually ready to start it. Really what it was is I wanted to be able to order, you know, like a glass file and some knives or some yeah. razors and stuff and get some practice in before I started the PG, but I'm ready. And I, I told myself if I want to build the, cause I bought the RG, RG SD freedom. Um, and I, I oh wait, hold on MGSD. I can do this correctly, man. It's <laughs> my, my first night as host is going off to a bad start. The master grade, super deformed. Uh, nice. Seed. Des- seed. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, 100% excited about that. But I told myself I needed to start on the perfect grade before I got to build that. So, yeah, that's what I'm working on. How about you, Potter? Uh, I built a, uh, a god um, mm. for my conquest army. So I've built the fallen divinity. Um, so- I built... Pretty much everything that I got in my big order from Noah, uh, except uh, the one the one player starter box. So I'm slowly working through those, and then I got the new release. One of the boxes, the new release this week that I need to start building on as well too, and just slowly chipping away at painting legionnaires, some undead oh. Roman zombies. Man, I am so excited by your hobby mojo uh, in in terms of how conquest has been going, yeah. it's so exciting. Like your, I think your paint energy is going to carry me through, uh, getting like my, my like one model or two models or three models per week running again. So very exciting. I'm hoping so. Uh, 
I, I'm I'm very happy with this army, and I've I've I have committed to uh, changing my paints over to the new Vallejo acrylics that just came out. Mm. Um, they're fantabulous. Uh, I'm very much enjoying them. They have a lower dry time on them, so they stay wet longer, so you can manipulate the paint a lot, uh, which is really nice. So well, you could just get a wet palette. I do have a wet palette, but it, it stay it, these stay wet on the model longer before they dry. Oh, that's exciting. That's so what you I can mean. do some like nice blending and yes. stuff with them. Yeah, so I'm that's gonna actually solid. start trying to attempt some blending on like more showcase pieces, like some of my like my higher deacons and and things like that. Neat. That's cool. I wonder if they just have some medium in the paint or something. I, That's like I think so. I'll typically, yeah, I'll typically use medium on my uh, on my wet palette. And that's how I can, you know, if I want something to stay a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But I have, boy, I have my paint skills have fallen off. I still remember everything, but I got to get my practice back. Yeah. In. The other nice thing too is that they're matte instead of satin finish, which I prefer. Mm. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's why I switched to pro acryl. Same reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got skill 75 as well too, but it, it's harder to get skill 75 down here. Uh, cause no one sells it. So I'd have to do everything online purchase. Whereas like one of the local stores is carrying the new repro or the Vallejo line. So it's, it's a lot easier for me to get to. Yeah. Yeah. I switched to pro acryl cause all of the bottles come pre beaded mm-hmm. and they're soup and they're super matte. So the fact that they come pre-beaded with glass beads and they're super, super matte means they're perfect for me. Yep. Every time I crack open a new bottle, I pop it open, throw it into beads from Army Painter, yeah. and we're good to go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. So I think that means we can jump into stuff. So Adepticon 2023. Very exciting show. Um, a little heartbreaking that I couldn't make it. I kind of got uh, Mother Nature kind of ha- had her own designs on me getting down there this year. That's okay. Man, when you sent me a picture of that snow, my heart just yeah. sank. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So the story basically is I'm about mm, 75 miles north of Schaumburg. Um, and while Schaumburg got a little bit of snow, I woke up to uh, just under 11 and a half inches of snow outside of my house. And people stuck on the hills on either side of basically the ingress and egress points of my neighborhood. Uh, and also pe- like videos of people sliding around in my town. <laughs> And it was a Saturday, so the oh plow trucks didn't get out till noon. Oof. So I did not go to Adepticon because my plan was to do a day trip. Uh, basically, I was going to leave at 6.30 a.m. Um, and get there for the doors to open and stay there all day. But just didn't work out. Um, that's okay, though. Uh, there's always next year. And I'll be uh, announcing some stuff relative to a fun sim- kind of thing later, too, um, that's sort of con-ish related. But let's go... Let's get to Adepticon stuff. So the first thing to, to talk about is the first thing that any of us saw because going into Adepticon on Wednesday night, uh, of course, the big 80 or 800 pound gorilla had to throw its weight around and Games Workshop had their big late night first day of Adepticon reveal show with a, co- a couple cool things, but... Obviously, the news that everyone is talking about is the 10th edition of Warhammer 40,000. Worst kept secret in all of wargaming. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like half the people, half the people like on the internet already predicted it was happening. Look, like we all knew it was coming. Look, if but, you're, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a really bad held secret, you come out waving your dick out with it. And they did with that freaking, um, that v- video introducing it. My God. Well, let's talk about that because. Whew. 
I, the note I have in our thing is best minis trailer ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite possibly. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, I mean, there was some pretty hype stuff that Privateer Press did back in the day, but I don't think anything has ever made me like like that Ric Flair energy quite as hard as this 40K trailer. It It is really something. If you haven't gone to watch it, it's on Games Workshop's channel, and they're so confident in it, they left the comments on. <laughs> they usually oh, wow. turn comments off on all their videos, and the comments are on on that one because they knew... Uh, how much heat they were putting down with that trailer. Uh, I, mean, I, I feel like that trailer is something that when somebody's like, why do you like miniatures wargaming? I can show that trailer and be like, this is what it looks like in my head. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it gave, it gave a lot of nostalgia vibes for me. Cause like the, the, what that trailer was showing was very much like when I was working for games workshop back in the early two thousands with the, uh, the Ultramarines getting a lot of their first company stuff was really cool. So it, it was a large yeah. nostalgia vibes for me. Yeah, I mean, to break it down, right? Like, we we had Reboot basically uh, giving an amazing speech about how, you know, planet side, the, you know, he's like the preachers. They tell everyone everything is fine. And they're like, he's basically like saying that everybody says stuff is okay. But what you're actually seeing in the background is basically the second tyrannic invasion uh, and things are not fine. And he knows it. And you can sort of like this like godlike figure, right? Uh, the Primarch of the Ultramarines. You can basically see him breaking down and realizing that the second tyrannic war is going to be no joke. Uh, and you get to see some really cool things like a screamer tearing a, a Terminator in half. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I mean, uh, so I can't good. I can't even spoil it by telling you what happens, because it, it, w- when you watch it, you'll still be like, oh, damn. I mean, it's even a- just even just the gaunts running around got my little tyrannid, you know, brain going. I was yeah, like, it's, yeah, that yeah. looks like fun. Yeah, it's it's really great. Uh, so that, that trailer got me hyped. But then, you know, we got some details and the details we got and things we know right now, at least the bullet points we know right now is that it's a complete rules rework, like to the point, cause you know, like between eighth and ninth, you could still use your codexes, right? right. Like you could still use them. Uh, but between ninth and 10th, basically the codexes are, well, you know, they still have lore and cool stuff and pictures and neat things in them. Useless rules wise. Um, but, and then, you know, that's fine. The codexes I own are the ones I want for the art and lore anyway, but what that means is it's a complete rules rework. They are from the ground up redesigning 40k. I'm sure it's going to look a lot like 40k. Yeah, right? it's the same way. Same way like seventh stats. Yeah, same way seventh into eighth felt the same. You know, 40k. Even though eighth was a complete re- re- rules rework. Rules rework. Yep, right. exactly. And so it's and the main the main part of part of this is that what that they're trying to do is simplify the game. Down to the point where instead of having books worth of, of rules, you need to have you know sh- multiple sheets of stratagems that you're keeping track of and all of your different army rules and whatever. They're saying that what you need are six stratagems and a one-page sheet of specific rules. And me intuiting that, like when you look at the rules for Age of Sigmar... As an example, Age of Sigmar, you can see there are like, I don't know what they're called in Age of Sigmar. They're like battle groups, right? Uh, battle tomes? 
No, 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 no. Inside the battle tomes, there are like group. They're like they're like groups of units mm. that you take, right? Like they're it's the force organization, right, right, right. And so like you pick like. Like so, if you buy the Space Marines, or you're you're picking specifically the the if you pick up the Dark Angels Codex, right? There's going to be a Deathwing page, and when you play Deathwing, you'll get six Deathwing stratagems and a one sheet that goes with all the Deathwing stuff. Um, gotcha. And that'll be the and, and I'm imagining that every Codex will have, you know, like eight or nine different ways to play that specific army so that like you can get to play with all your models and the force organization I'm also assuming is going to be pretty flexible based on how you choose your army. Um, That's at least what I've seen, what I'm anticipating. And then we're going to have new codexes incoming, but the big, I think big and cool thing is that all of the rules are going to be free at launch. So it's not like, a seventh and eighth thing where you've got to buy indexes and a rule book um, here. You're going to be able to just play the game for free to start, which feels really weird to say. I, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> That's why it feels weird to say. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't believe a damn thing about that. Like fool me once. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying into that. I'm 100% not buying into that. All right, Paul is on record not buying their shit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not I, buying their shit, and I'm not buying into their shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm in a fool me once kind of mood too. Uh, I'm, but what I'm in is a uh, cautiously optimistic, right? Like they, they see the writing on the wall. I think Games Workshop. Let's this, this just look at it. Look at it this way. Hear me out for just a second. They Games Workshop has seen Wizards of the Coast's stock plummet, free fall for the last six months. Yeah. And yeah. if you aren't aware of this, this is happening. Their their stock has like dropped by half yeah. over the last half year or so. And Games Workshop sees it, and Games Workshop I think knows they're in the same space, and they're probably like. We better at least listen to some of the things our customers are asking for. Um, And I think so. And now these things come years down the line. But I think one of the things they could adapt to, they could have a whole product line that's coming out. They could know the next two years of codexes. And I'm sure they they do. do. But they also know the least they can do to earn some goodwill and curry some favor is to actually print some free documents to let people play this new version of the game uh, at least temporarily when the game first launches. Well, I mean, so that's the key to it. That's the key to it, Kevin. It's, it's, it's a carrot on a stick and it's going to go away and be a money. They did the same thing in eighth edition. They, they said, here's these, this, this little card cutout of all the rules that you need to know. And here's all your points and values and everything for free. And then it turned around and it was back to Codex Cities. The rules got bloated again. And then they went into ninth and it was the same thing over again. And they kept raising prices after raising prices after raising prices. So it's like I, yeah. I don't see a, anything different happening with 10th personally. I just I just don't. So well, I have I have a little bit of theory on that and, and just thinking about the Codex situation. One of the reasons prices might be going up. I wonder if that's because they expect to be selling less books. Maybe. That's very possible. Huh. 
I just thought about that. That's a that's a that's a live on air conclusion. I'm I mean, because because they charge you the same price for the digital books that they do the physical books, or you can't. They don't do digital books. Oh, anymore. right, right, right. Yeah, before it was you had to buy the book and then you could download it on there, but you had to pay for. It. I, I don't remember. It was it's weird. Now it's just the books, right? And that's that's always you know because I remember back in the day when I worked for Games Workshop in the early two thousands, like codexes were twenty bucks for a full codex. And yeah, 18, 24, buddy. 20, 18. 19, 18, yeah, yeah, 18, 19, 20. That's what I remember. Yeah, doing. depending on what book it was, it it, it changed. But like, like the smaller, the smaller kids in the nineties. This is the in, adjusted for inflation. I feel like thirty five dollars would be fair for these books, but but some of them are close know, to like eighty dollars. Yeah, they're they're like sixty, seventy bucks. It's it's getting to be a lot. <laughs> and then you don't. Not only do you need like if you're playing any of the sub faction, like let's take Space Marines. You need your Space Marine Codex. Then you need your Supplemental Codex if you're playing a Supplemental Army like Black Templars or White Scars or or whatever Imperial Fist, yada yada. Then you've yeah. got to on top of that, you now have to keep a ball with the new Story Codexes that come out because. In the last one, they reduced point costs for things. So now you need that book on top of everything else. I mean, that's well, and, that's, the- and that's part of the problem with Ninth, right? Is that it's so bloated, and there are rules in 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 White Dwarf. There's rules here. There's rules there, and yeah. you know the that's that's part of what people are are tired of. And hopefully, that's what GW is listening to. I hope so. My real con- my real concern here, though, is yes. The basic rules might be free, but with them doing the season model, that's fine because you're constantly going to need whatever's in the season because they, they've they used in the past those season books, uh, their way of updating points values. We'll see. And I don't, I don't, I, so I, I can't complain about a rule book and a yearly book that you have to buy. I adore Kings of War, and Kings of War comes out with one book a year that you are required to buy as a player because that introduces new scenarios, introduces some new rules, some they'll rebalance the armies to freshen the game up for the upcoming year. Fine. I mean, I guess it, it's also that Mantic doesn't charge an arm and a leg for their models either, and it feels like the, the way I'm giving them money. But, like... I don't mind a an annual book. The problem is like the arcs of Omen books, right? When there's like five of them for all these optional scenarios and optional stuff, and some things are not optional or confusing. But we'll see, right? This is a this is a situation where I don't like I don't want to turn this into a GW bashing fest. As much as like I am not a a huge GW fan at this point in my life. I, uh, I will, you know, say, Hey, they, they are saying the right things right now. And let's see if they stick to doing the right things when this edition launches. I'm going to, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and dig up our episode that we did when they launched ninth, because this is the same exact conversation. Oh, we yeah, had. it is the same conversation. We were just as excited. They were, ju- they were just as, like mm-hmm. hopeful that everything was going to be less bloated and cool. I know, I know. I mean, I I can I can hear myself <laughs> talking and being excited about ninth edition. Look, I'm I'm um, hyped for it too. Like like I said, like I, a lot of I wa- I went in there and watched that trailer. I and I watched the whole GW presentation. I I really liked a lot of what we saw for 
Age of Sigmar, uh, a lot of the the new stuff that was coming for 40k. I mean, we haven't even mentioned. God, we're getting Lionel Johnson as a Primarch, and that model is ridiculously gorgeous. It is a not even. Yeah, we're not even gonna like there. That model at this point. Bit for this year, unapproachable. Yeah. Best model I've seen sure. in 2023. Yeah. It's, it's just... I mean, I, and I, yeah, so, like, I'm hyped for it. Like, and I'm one of the biggest naysayers for GW. I have to keep my mouth shut a lot. And I'm hyped for it. And I want it to succeed. I want people to be able to play the game that they love without feeling like they're being taken advantage. I am glad yeah. I am glad 40K is out there for people that enjoy 40K. I am glad for sure. Age of Sigmar is out there for people that enjoy Age of Sigmar. I'm one of those people that want to enjoy it. I love the world. I've been playing GW games since I was 12. I worked for the company for Christ's sake. Like I want them yeah, to dude. be successful. So like I I mean we need we need the gateway. I just want people to also, you know, try the harder stuff. Yeah. So here's, exactly, here's, exactly. Here's, here's what I'll say. Here's, as, as I'm look, as, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, Chris. I'm, Sorry, I'm just saying. Like, I agree with you on that. On that, chops. Like, GW is great for what they have. It is a it's a great rule set for being a lighter game. I agree. There's other games out there. Yeah. Please try them. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's what it is, right? It's not necessarily that, like I won't even say better because to some people they you know everyone has their taste Correct. and for and some people's fair. taste they could play anything and they'd still think like Warhammer would still be their favorite game. But and that is completely my, fine. You know, yeah. The point that I want that basically I I. I I'm excited because this could level the playing field and there's a, there's always opportunities to play Games Workshop games because they are the biggest game in town, mm-hmm. right? And so if you have an army and you have access to your rules, you can always, you know, on any given week, be like, man, I can't make it out for X or Y, but I bet you I could get a game of 40K in and someone will play with you. And so that's cool, right? Like I like that aspect of it. And I also, if they can make the game for me feel more tactically rewarding because that's most of my problem with 40 K is that I feel like most of the decisions that you have to make are before deployment. And then if you fuck any of those up sometimes, what? Yeah. They're they're in list building. Yeah. And if you fuck those up, you lose before you even hit the table. Well, I mean, there's, there's plenty of other games that are out there that are exactly the same way. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, infinity, right? Right, You deploy wrong in infinity Mm -hmm. and you just get hosed. Um, but I, I, I just hope that the game has more interesting objectives and cool stuff to do, right? Uh, especially with the competition that's coming, Games Workshop way. But, I, but really, where I want, where I'll end my point and let, and let Paul talk, and then we'll move on. Is that like for me? I mean, I just made the point, right? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop. Like I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit cautious, but also pretty excited because as we've already said, right, there's a lot of nostalgia for all of us tied up in it. For most of us, we grew up playing this game. And so a new edition is always a promise of a brighter future. We'll just see how it goes. Agreed. So, so here's, here's my thing as, as much as I am uh, cynical about the words coming out of GW's mouth, what I am interested in seeing is what the combat patrol mode does. Yeah, boy. Because if that's like buy a box and play, I, and, and if things are smooth and things are good, I would, I would absolutely be willing to grab a tyrannid box, paint them up as zebras, just like back in the day and (laughs) dabble. And that, that feels, that feels monumental, right? That's a huge concession. And like, I'm excited just to hear you say that. Cause like, that's where I'm at too, right? Like I'm painting up 
what's effectively 2,700 points of custodians, but that's only because that's like 27 models. (laughs) (laughs) Cheater. Uh, (laughs) But like, but I also, I did, uh, I did buy $123 worth of them this week. Um, (laughs) Look, don't judge me. It's a $200, 200, if I would buy them all separately, it's 200 bucks. And I wanted... I wanted 10 to, so there's only one set of custodies models I don't have. And it's the sisters of silence and the combat patrol box comes with two sisters of silence squads, one custodies box and one Virtus Praetor, which is the jet bikes box. So that brings me, that'll bring me up to nine jet bikes, 20 custodies, four Aloris terminators, one set of wardens, uh, two sets of the sisters, Trajan and a blade captain. So like I have basically a full, full, oh, and two dreadnoughts. So like, I'm ready to go. Like I have, and and most of that I already had everything that I just mentioned is everything I have now that I've got that new box. Um, but I had everything else before. So very excited to add, you know, just a, a little bit more. (laughs) Like that sounds a lot, Um, like a lot. It's a ton. Yeah. Like it, it's more than you need. Like it's basically any, I could play 2000 point games with options. Yeah. I can, I can do different stuff. Um, but like, oh my boy, God. when do you remember, do you remember how into them I got when they oh, came yeah. out? Like, I remember I was all about, I was all about it and I still love them. They're still among my favorite models in all of games workshop range. I just love how ornate and cool they are, even though they're ridiculously uncomplicated to paint. That's like my favorite thing about them is they look so cool and so detailed and they're just not complicated at all to paint and i really like that and they look great i so. just pulled up the tyranid combat patrol box and it's like a million gaunts it's a million gaunts <laughs> it's like it's like 40 gaunts yep yeah the problem is the it's faction i would want to play is not going to get a combat patrol so is it black templars it's the black templars they have a box. I think everybody's going to have a combat can, patrol. And you can get that box on clearance, too. That like The, the rocks that came look, out 200, look, I bet you can find it for cheap. Look, I've already got the shame that I've got a GW model on my desk that's being painted right now, okay? Let's just I mean, look, let's just move on. <laughs> I mean, I'm paint, that was what I, that's what I was hiding, is I'm painting custodians right now. I've got five of them on my desk. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Guys, Conquest what? is the next thing to talk about. Um, I don't Ooh, actually boy. have anything written here, and I was expecting you to. Oh yeah, we can only write this. You guys were supposed to write this one section, so now I'm going to need you to do it off the top of your head. Oh, I can so do it. One of you guys, you go first, Paul. <laughs> you get you get to do your yeah. faction. I get to do my faction. Go well, ahead, what, what's funny about it is that when as we were getting into this, I was lamenting to Chris about the fact that uh, my the my chosen faction of the Wadroon was lacking in a lot more releases than the Old Dominion does, and, and Old Dominion came out a year later. Slapped you, uh, and, and and they're making up for it. Yeah, right they now. are in uh, a very big way. They they announced the uh, the Drum Beast and the Tontor, which are both giant brontosaurus looking dinosaurs, uh, which are amazing. The Drum Beast has all kinds of drums and horns and stuff. It doesn't have a rider, but it's got a space for a rider. So I'm assuming that's going to be a separate buy kind of like the, uh, apex queen or like the one for the, um, the dwagum for their, for their dragon. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I think that'll be that, but I mean the, the one that has the one that they have set up with riders, there's freaking three of them in there. There's an old man in a cage, which I'm not sure what his deal is. I'm sure he's like leading things. And there's a guy swinging off of it, off of a rope to stab people. 
so I mean, it's pretty amazing. I think the guy in the in uh, the in the how does probably like a like chanting the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's kind of leading the way. Yeah. Um, and then and then they also, which I'm really stoked about this, they announced the uh, Thunder Riders. Uh, which I've been looking at and looking at their stats, the one that I'm going, I hope that they're tri- uh, Triceratops and they're freaking Triceratops, <laughs> which is great. So um, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely love that because, well, A, that just made so much sense for the rules. Um, and because my, my original thinking was it needs to be either a, a, a Triceratops or a Ankylosaurus, but I think Ankylosaurus would be a great heavy version of uh, hunting pets. But that's beside the point. Um, and then they also showed the uh, Chosen of Conquest, mm-hmm. which is great because they are going to be what's in the dual box with the veterans, which just came out. But the cool thing that Parabellum did was, well, we don't have the Chosen ready yet, but we've been really behind on releases for these guys with design issues and whatnot. So we're going to put out the veterans and then once the other half of the box is ready, then we'll start dual boxing them. Yeah, that was a very smart business move. Yep, yep, made me happy. So, All so, right, so that's it. That's it. No, for no, me no, 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 Paul, you forgot one thing about your brontosauruses. What did I forget about it? They're on two monster bases. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they're that, that big that they're on two monster. My my divinity, your apex predator. They're mm-hmm. on two of those. <laughs> No, I didn't realize that. I had no they're idea. Huge. I'll be honest. That, they're with you. that no big. Idea. That's that's fantastic. So, all right. So, Old Dominion uh, got some love too. Not much, nowhere near as much as uh, as the Watcher. And so we got. Um, I'm not going to brutalize this name. It's the unit that starts with a B in the Old Dominion. If you play Old Dominion, you play Conquest. You know which ones I'm talking about. And I was lamenting for a long time that like one of the reasons why I wanted to play City State so much is because they got Minotaurs. I now have undead minotaurs. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and these minotaurs, in service of Hazula, rip their horns off to show their devotion. Yep. I'm like, they're pretty, so pretty. Pretty slick. Pretty slick. And then we all then we also got the we got to be shown the cataphractoid uh officer attachment as well, too. So those were the two that we got for Old Dominion. And I think oh and then we got to see the hunter kingdoms that got a new knight unit um and then the nords had the, the bear scarls or whatever they're called and the, and the, which look fantastic yeah the and the and the berserkers are the dual unit that go with them mm-hmm. so yeah so nords got those i think that's everybody they got something was there was something dwarf related wasn't there oh yeah some dwarven they got thing. the steel the so like the Steel Forge. The Steel Forge. They are they're like like ape like machines. They walk with all four arms and or their their two arms or two legs, very much like gorilla style. Uh and it they look they look so cool. I can't wait to get those for my Dwegum. So I think that covers conquest. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> lots of dinosaurs. Uh, lots of dinosaurs. Yeah, lots of dinosaurs. I was, dude. I was like so excited with you guys as you were sending those things. And if you're you're listening, you haven't looked at conquest models. Why not? Because like I think now we can talk about them. You know, initially we were all like, boy, these are pretty ho hum uh, sprues. Mm-hmm. Things aren't great. But boy, in the last two or three years, they've come a Man, long they've, 
long way. They have stepped up. They have stepped up their game a lot. Um, yeah, I, I will They're say. Up there. Yeah, I, I will say um, the a lot of the units that I built, the characters that I built for Old Dominion since I've been on a building spree, like are some of the better models I've built in a long time that are hard plastic. Yeah, they're great. Great, great, great hard plastic minis. Yep, that is a true story. Cool. So what do we want to talk next? Corvus Belly. Corvus Belly is next. Uh, and the, yeah, I'm excited the, about this one, too. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing, and it's funny how excited I am about this, is Rem Racers. Are you guys, have you looked <laughs> at this at all? Do you know what this is? Yes. So I'm going to be honest with you. When I was watching the uh, studio report that they had, I left the room at the beginning of it, so I completely missed whatever this is. Okay, so Rem Racers is a board game. It's like a, not even a Kickstarter either. They're just like releasing this thing direct to retail uh, thing. So it's a racing game where you race remotes. So the remotes from the Infinity Universe, right? So mm-hmm. just think about what they look like. And it's basically drone remotes on a racetrack. Um, your player boards look like little controllers, like like Xbox or PlayStation controllers, right? Because if you're like flying a quadcopter or controlling a... Uh, remote via VR, that's a pretty good interface, right? And so that's your actual player board. And you build the track and then you race the remotes like gas lands. So you have like gas, they actually have miniatures, so they'll come with the remote miniatures. And then there are templates for movement like gas lands. And you can, you know, race around the track using the templates and drop weapons and do all kinds of stuff. So it looks like a crazy mashup of like a, your standard racing board game with Gaslands and some fun sort of like Mario Kart-y shenanigans. And I am here for it. So basically, basically a Bayou Bash that will actually be released. And, well, Bayou Bash is out, but like... <laughs> it's, such um, a, it's such a fragment of what it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, yes, it's it's by like, the the intent, right? Like it's a yep. it's a game that actually looks like it's got some 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 crazy meat on it, um, and some really flashy and fun stuff. Uh, very, very much looking forward to seeing what what's coming there. This will be the versions of Gaslands that I actually will play because it'll come with like studio models. Yeah, it will <laughs> come with studio models. You don't have to modify your own Matchbox cars here. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So that's Rem Racers. Board game, racing, remotes. Seems cool. I don't know how much there is else to go over. I think they can play. I neat. think they made, they're making either artwork or models for like the, the racer, like the people that are doing the racing. Well, the artwork. Yeah. They're like teenagers. Yeah. That's what they look and like. And they're all and like they, very they cyberpunk, you know, looking. Yes. It's really cool. Yes. Yes. And they're not identified by their na- nationality or faction in the Infinity Universe, but you can tell. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. when you're looking, you're like, "Oh, that's the Yuching one." Yeah. Oh, that's the Panoshiania one. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like they like the Elf one is very easy to pick out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on, there was like so much Infinity stuff. Like I know it was amazing. It was so much, so much that I didn't even like take detailed notes about all the things. There were like multiple new tags. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was Bakunin a in train, as as Carlos called it. Yeah, boy, there is so much Bakunin stuff. Um, yep. Starting with the new action pack and the dire foes. You mean the Sisters new... of Battle? 
Yes. <laughs> and the new Kusan- Kusa- Kusanagi model, um, which looks really cool. I was like, wow, this stuff is dope. And it is very Sisters of Battle-y. Um, mm-hmm. But they also showed like the, the big tag for them. And the big tag for them was... Very good. Very cool. And it's a very cool. And they they announced like the the, the new the the at least the new tags. I don't know about the the infantry models, but at least the new tags are in a plastic resin mix. Um, mm-hmm. And they that's sh- it's their new stuff. They're like Siocast. If you if, have you handled any of their new plastic? No, yet? I haven't. Oh, that's really good. I'm it's I'm waiting. Good. I'm still waiting for my uh, my tag raid uh, Kickstarter to come in for that. Yeah, I think all the tags are going to be that way going forward, and it, it probably sense, yeah. more and more kill somebody of the models with a tag. too. Yeah, the first model that I felt in the CO cast was a a panty a pan, I think a Pano remote, and it's really nice. Um, the plastic's really good, sharp details, um, flexible but rigid. Don't know how else to explain good. it. I know that sounds not great, or it doesn't sound realistic, but it's like flexible enough that it doesn't shatter, but rigid enough so that it stays in place. Right. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, well, and and before we move on from from that, let's make sure we know that the uh, crazy koalas got resculpts too. The crazy koalas did get resculpts, and they and are they look very so koala y They're so cute, so good. Is this is it a new Oyorio? That's the like the because I think there was another a new Yuching tag too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there was a Yuching uh, 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 crazy koala that I saw out there. I I I'm so bad with the names of infinity units. Um, but there was also another Yujing model that they announced. Yeah, the ones that come with the crazy qualities. Qualities, freaking yep. amazing. Yep. Like yeah, a little skull like a, kind of helmet thing going on. I yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they did, and then they one. announced a new Dire Foe pack, which was a resculpt of Casatinos for Pano, mm-hmm. and there was I don't remember the other model that's coming in there with him. Uh, but I think Either that way, one was a lots. resculpt too, and they were really good. They're really good sculpts. So much stuff coming from and two, two, two Morats. Coming yep. out the mm-hmm. uh, the the witch soldiers and then a resculpt for the Rodox. and and both of those are great. The, the witch <laughs> soldiers, the amazing. witch soldiers look so good. Yeah, Dude, the, yeah, the, and especially I mean with the way they had the the, the swords painted yellow, glowing. Uh, yeah. So and my question though great. is, do you think you guys are going to be buying any more Infinity? I just unless I can actually get some games on the table, like some Code One games, I'm not sure I'm going to be buying much this year. But man, this stuff looks so cool. No, I I think I think I'm pretty much out of Infinity, and not because the game is bad or or anything like that, or we got a the community dying here. Is like I I just don't think Infinity's as much as I love the game and I love the concept of the game. I just don't think it clicks in my brain to be able to list build and play it very well. I don't, I just, I struggle with playing it. Um, I I really enjoy it a lot, (laughs) but I just, so I I think I'm actually out of infinity because of that reason. And again, it's a very personal, like me, it's not a thing with the game. I get it. I think infinity has to be your main game. Like you can play other games, but infinity has to be your main game. Right. So how about you, Paul? How are you feeling about it? Again, for me, Infinity depends on on timing and location. Um, and I've, again, like Chris, it's very personal reasons, but I'm I'm almost there, I think. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, you know, the 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 Witch Soldiers. I'm, you know, I'm gonna add them to my to my roster anyway because they look freaking phenomenal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that at this point that I would that I would invest in the Rodox because my old ones are painted and ready to go. Uh, I guess I can live with them being a little bit smaller and older sculpts. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's 
that's kind of where I am with that. But I'm I'm pretty stoked for those guys. All right, well, let's talk about the last announcement because the last announcement was kind of a bombshell, right? Well, wait, but before that though, there was yeah. a new there was the new uh, Infinity Book End Song coming. Oh yes, yeah. right, and they're going to introduce all kinds of all kinds of new models. Um, as they said, ex- expanded gameplay, but they're talking about reinforcement mechanics, which I thought sounded quite neat. Uh, oh, and I took a, I took, I have a picture of what, uh, let me find it real quick, what Carlos was saying. Yeah. Uh, it's bringing to the game. It was pretty funny. Uh, here's what, here's what Ensong brings to the game. He said, fluff advances, game evolves, model range expands, and hobby enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, Bostria. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is, yeah. So there's there's a lot to that. I'm I'm very interested to see what the uh, game mechanics are as far as reinforcements. And the other thing he said was to look forward to Gen Con because that's when the book's coming out. There's going to be a you know exclusive miniature with the book. But he also mentioned a two a large two model box that the models are kind of themed to be. Almost like a uh, fighting each other, like diorama kind of thing. But then yep. you can, you know, play with them, and I'm I'm very curious to see what that's about. Yeah, same. The silhouettes for them looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. All 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 five of well four. I know what a book looks like. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of those silhouettes look great. <laughs> yeah, they did show the silhouette of the book, which is why that. Yeah, but funny, funny nonetheless. <laughs> okay, so the last thing is Asheron's fall. And oh, so this look this this could be so cool. Yeah, and so Asheron's Fall. All right, yeah. Oh, so this is going to blow your mind then if you missed this announcement. So Asheron's Fall is a game that is being developed in conjunction with Corvus Belly. Takes place in the Infinity Universe and is a fleet battle game. So What? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. So They're introducing space. the combined arms navy. Yeah, combined arms, navy, space, navy fighting in the Infinity Universe, mm-hmm. which is like, oh yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you you don't really need to say much more than that to get me excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the and the way they described it though, talking about and I and I think this is kind of related to the next Infinity book as well. Just talking about this hard push, you know, fluff wise that combined are making into. The, uh, the images look like they're just destroying Concilium Watch and and just just really putting that that extra oomph into destroying the human sphere. Yep. Well, uh, that sounds cool. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's gonna be cool. I've been yeah, and they. It. I mean, they didn't tell a shit about it either, and I was like, no, nope. yes, please. That's fine. I've been waiting for a big space fight game since armada stopped really being a game that was supported so um looking forward to seeing what they put out here because knowing even if corvus belly isn't the ones that are specifically writing the rules hopefully they're involved i mean they're involved somehow right so they'll have say on the models and if we can get the model sculpt up or that model quality up and the rules quality good could be phenomenal Uh, yeah very excited you guys have fun All with right. that. I, I, I wish yeah. you luck in your future space endeavors. <laughs> well, let's, keep, <laughs> let's keep this train rolling. Because uh, now we are going Speaking to... Speaking of, of space, space endeavors... Battle. Yeah, <laughs> so now, 
Now we are going to go into full-on massive intellectual property love, and we are going to get into the AMG averse. <laughs> We're going to talk about <laughs> all the things that the atomic mass brought. Because holy shit, you guys! I mean, like now, look. We said that GW just laid their big ass dick out on the table, but so did AMG. Dude, okay, AMG you read my mind. I was the, just about to say. That. <laughs> a, AMG won the convention, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Um, oh, absolutely. I agree. But let's let's talk about it. So the first and and for me, very exciting announcement. It, like. It hit me in a weird way because I thought I was over this game, you guys. I thought I was done with it. I never would ever play it again. Uh, it was a cool part of my coming back into miniatures. I got really into it back in like 2012, 2013. Well, let's talk about X-Wing. Um, yeah, boy. Because for the first time in X-Wing's history, we are getting full real deal one-player starters. And it feels weird to say that mm-hmm. in a bad age an 11 year old game but here we are well and, uh, and i think i think my my text to you guys when i was watching that was oh my god it feels so good to have a miniatures game in the hands of a miniatures company yep. yeah yep 100 percent. you finally finally understand all right so let's let's talk about what these one player starters are because there's only two of them to start but i think we have to assume there are f- at least four on the back end of this right because there's lots of stuff that they can get into outside of these two stars. I would imagine. I would imagine the Mercs and Mercs would have one. Yeah, scum and yeah, and, and scum and, Vill- and scum and villainy could actually support m- multiple, right? Because well, they've yeah. they've done many sub factions, and then also the whatever they were calling the resistance and the first order too, right? Those also yep. have mm-hmm. full faction releases in X Wing yep. now and ships, so they have plenty of stuff to to put into these starter kits if they want to keep making them but anyway these one player starters there's two of them to start empire and rebellion so galactic civil war era um and just as an example of what you get it's four ships per for the empire you get two tie one tie advance one tie bomber for the rebels you get two a wings a y wing and an x wing and then the important part is that each of these kits also comes with the dice you need the measuring tools the the um all of the templates and wheels that you need for playing x-wing for people who don't know you actually select your maneuvers in private put them down face down and reveal them through the game Uh, so the wheels you need for those are in there the damage deck which is what you use for tracking damage and criticals um upgrades for the ships the ship cards and what something that looked new to me standard loadout cards which looks like the ship card too yeah, the ship cards with a selection of makes sense thematic lo- upgrades so that you don't have to have three. If you just want to play the standard loadout, you don't have to have your ship card with your upgrade cards. You can just use the standard loadout cards. Yep. Um, and those look hot. They look yep. really good. So one of, the, one of the things that I really liked, and I, I guess this is a little bit of transparency from AMG, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that they specifically said one of their objectives is to bring people back into the game that may have left, whether it was from the switch to 1.0 to 2.0 or over COVID, but is really the goal is to also entice them, not just new players. And oh boy, did they hit the bullseye on that one. Absolutely. Um, Cause I, and, I have, and, 
like I said, I thought I was done. I thought I was completely over this game. And these things just had like, I'm back, baby. I'm right <laughs> in. Like I, I'm already going to pre-order these things. Yep. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll try I, it. Maybe I, I'll give it that a made, try. That made me super duper happy. Just, just seeing that and that, <clears throat> you know, that they're doing a actual one player starter because that's yeah. certainly what that game was missing because the, the, I guess they kind of subtly took a dig at it and were kind of like, oh, yeah, you're used to this. But, right, like, what good is two ties and an X-Wing? Right. You know, it's the, again, it's it's the non, non-miniatures non game people making miniatures games. Yeah, because that, um, like, yeah, so it's that was, pretty exciting. That was my my entry into to X-Wing. When I mean, you try to show, like, the one game or two games I've ever played of X-Wing was that that two ties in one X wing, and it just right. felt which is not mean. very engaging. It's right, flat. no, not yeah. at all. No, it not wasn't, and it ter- really turned me off. Um, you know, I, I collected a lot of the models just because you know, again, they're Star Wars, but yeah, it, it was a very off putting experience for me as a minis player. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a terrible. It was it was a terrible. It was. Uh... Would it be worse than the Armada box? Maybe. <laughs> the Armada box uh, is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both pretty. But either way, those are both behind us now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this they is are. a great step forward for X-Wing. A great, like, a great re-first yep. step, right? Like, this is good stuff. Very yep. excited. Very excited. Like, I, dude, I am pumped to show this game to my daughter. So pumped. Oh uh, yeah, easy, easy to play. Very easy, easy to, to play. play. Fun to play. It's a, it's a great snappy game. So yeah, very yep. excited. Um, so that's X Wing out of the way. So let's now move on to what's. I mean, the I would say the game that's the great unifier between the three of us because it it took Paul a while to get here, but all three of us love Marvel Crisis Protocol. Like this is a game yep. I think that all three of us have a huge amount of adoration for and it's one of the few times that all three of us line up exactly the same on a game i don't know amg's changed my mind on that well like for the worse like you don't like it uh, as much? no no it's it's more along the lines of i'm trying to keep myself in a, a a set amount of games because i live in a tiny apartment and my wallet can only handle you. so much I got you. But the nice thing about MCP is like they, so I think at first, like I wanted to just, I wanted to Pokemon it and buy everything, but I've realized through their release model, you don't have to do that. No. You just take a yep. breath and buy the models that you want. And that's how I've done it. Like I bought six boxes in the last 18 months. So like I haven't bought nearly everything, but I bought the stuff I really wanted. Yeah. No, I'm really agree. good about the ones that I bought. And I really, really love painting these models. I think. I have more fun painting MCP than I do painting any other models. Period. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. True. I, I, and, I'm, so, and I've been joking, and you guys know I've been joking about like giving my MCP stuff to Paul, but I, I think that's what I'm going to do going forward with MCP is like I'm going to get the new X Men stuff that they that we'll get into, um, and just keep X Men and Black Order and like everything else. I'm just going to kind of be out of. Yeah, dude. So I I buy. So if if it comes out for Asgard, Guardians of the Galaxy. Or X Force, I just buy it sight unseen. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like, like X Force. I will well, end up keep getting too, just because like it's you know X Men adjacent. But also, I have another faction that I buy sight unseen. But I thought I wasn't going to have to buy anymore for that faction until the weekend. Yep. <laughs> so let's get let's get into that right now. So 
They showed off a lot. The first, a they, lot. We'll just like go. They showed off a lot. So it was like a rapid fire. Like I, I had a heart attack watching this thing. Um, so the first one was Ultron. And oh my God, the Ultron box, like the the ultimate encounter looking Ultron with the cape and the drones. I was like, yeah, come in with the Ultron bots. Yeah. The, oh my God. I'm so excited. That thing looks awesome. Uh, then Cosmic Motherfucking Ghost Rider. Boy, if I could have called any models I would that, that we could have seen, I would never have guessed Cosmic Ghost Rider was going to be one of them. But I am so happy it is because that model is that is a gorgeous model. Oh my god! And that and like they are there, and then and then after that, Mbaku and Claw, which gets into my other faction, which is Wakanda. Like I love the. Wakanda oh, I mean, Wakanda got a lot of love in this in, at Adepticon. Yep. So you've got the Mbaku and Claw box, but then you also have a whole box of Wakanda terrain, and they did show pictures of a Wakanda playmat that they didn't say was going to be for sale. But come on, yeah. you yeah. know it is that that so waterfall be- with Bast and the terrain set is just gorgeous. Yes. So there's the Wakanda terrain, and and I don't know if you guys caught this bit about the terrain, but the terrain is actually going to have terrain rules. That you yes. No, I didn't. I missed that. Yes. Very much yep. so. Yep. So that's going to be a feature. And I'm really hoping that they retroactively do this and they release in the card pack for this year rules for all the existing terrain, the core box terrain and the the construction site and all that stuff. Right. I hope they do that. I hope they just that's just part of the box is they retroactively give us terrain rules the way that they're giving us terrain rules for the Wakanda stuff. Um, but then the other part and maybe the like the, I feel like the rivals boxes, the first one was pretty cool. Right, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Doc Doc Ock. Ock one. Yep, that was pretty sweet. And then the Logan and Sabretooth Weapon X one, huge level up. That thing is awesome. The terrain is great. The two models are phenomenal. Yep. But this one, oh boy, the Black Panther and Killmonger. Oh my God! One of the most beautiful pieces of terrain that I've ever seen packed in with models. And it's it is so good. And it's and it's Killmonger with the ceremonial mask that he's wearing. In the artwork. Yeah. Oh, yep. so good. It's so good. Yeah, like up on the, the waterfall. I was going to say, let me ask you guys a question about that, though. How do you guys yeah. feel about new characters being locked behind a terrain paywall? Well, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep, no doubt about it. It's a bummer. Um, but also, like, this is so, th- this is where I, where I was talking about, like, you only buy the things you need, right? And the things you want. Um, and it, it does suck if one of the things, if you're like me and you want all the Wakanda stuff, like, when this Wakanda wave hits, we're talking, it's like 200 bucks easy for me, maybe right. more, right? Because that the rival box is going to be 100. The Mbaku and Claw box is going to be 40. And I'm going to want, each box of terrain and the mat. So probably closer to 260, 275. And I don't even care. Like I just want it. Um, but it sucks, dude. It sucks. I think it sucks. It sucks with the weapon X thing. Cause I really want that Logan mm-hmm. model, but I don't yep. specific. I don't really want the saber tooth or the bunker very much. Right. Um, they don't fit on my boards. And so I just, am not going to buy it and that's fine. Right? Like it, it's okay. Uh, I wish it wasn't that way, uh, but instead I am gonna buy Psylocke and the Sentinels. And, there you go. 
right? So whatever. Yeah, I was just so curious. I like I said, I was just curious because they're not they're not models that interest me, so it's not a problem for me. But yeah. I was just kind of curious. Yeah. So because I, I was thinking I, I would skip them. I don't love it, but knowing that the knowing that you're not just getting the two because because it would be it would be rough if you were just getting a piece of size four terrain and two models, but knowing right. that the all of the terrain going forward is going to have attached game rules and they're maybe maybe integrated into a scenario who knows right into like an ultimate encounter that makes it that that makes it a lot more palatable for me to buy the box um because the terrain the terrain will also have other it it, it will the terrain will also be a game piece right rather than just like something to be thrown into or throw right yeah i also look at them as like display pieces around my house as well too so yeah buying, especially those yeah right? like that's a little bit more of a easier pill to swallow when i look at it that way with the terrain but and that that's that's true of all of them even the thanos model right like the thanos model you're like god i'm paying so much for this model but then you put it on the throne and you're like right yeah, yeah well the thanos right. one i can i can also get around the thanos one because you're getting all the the cards and rules for the ultimate encounter with thanos as well too yeah also true and again, they could do that here, right? With Agreed. the rivals. There could be some cool stuff. And also, those rivals things come with really cool uh, the cards, like the altar cards and all the cool stuff. So yeah. very excited for it either way. But moving on, because we're not we're only halfway through the things they showed Max, because man. they also showed Nightcrawler, which is Bamf. 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 <laughs> yes. That model is so good too. And the Bamf is optional. I know that was a concern for Paul. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, it just takes me so far out of it. And I, I yeah. understand it's important and it's his thing, but uh, yep. yeah. Uh, also, Bishop. Oh, yes. Yeah, Bishop cool. is so, multiple heads. Yeah, the two different heads with the long hair and the short hair. Oh, just Bishop is great. Perfect. Model great. Everything great. Uh, my favorite X Men box they've shown so far Iceman and Kitty yes. Pride. Yes. Yeah, that was oh, awesome. the Iceman is just perfection. I was, I was like, what are they going to do with Kitty Pride? And having her like ghosting through a set, like a like shredded off Sentinel part, I was like, okay, this is dope as hell. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I was hoping it wouldn't just be another Vision brick wall thing. Right. Um, so very it, not not to fault the Vision sculpt. The Vision sculpt is actually really good. I was just hoping they wouldn't go for the same gimmick twice. Yeah. Plus, I mean, right. the they got her dragon in there with her. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. which is oh which is God. great. Yeah, but going through the sun alarm is perfect. But the, the that Iceman sculpt has got me, man, because he's it's Woo! it's him riding his ice. It's so. Oh, it, it's so. It's good. Mm, oh, I can't wait to paint it. And then Shadow King, which cool, right? I love that they go. They just take the deep. Deep, deep dives, man. They go, they go far down in the lore. So very cool there. And then the one, the last one, Professor Xavier, and man, that is a cool Xavier skull. We got, we got Xavier Bolthead, and we got Xavier Cerebro. And guys, I am very, very nervous about how they make that model. Oh, he's going to be powerful. Yeah, that is that is the concern because. I don't know how you make. I don't know how you how you balance Savior so that he is both. I mean, you give uh, him like two two physical defense, right? But like, how do you? He's in a wheelchair. I mean, how do you make it not a negative player experience and balance it? It's going to be an. I, I'm I'm excited to see how they represent him on the table because I just feel like it's going to be 
very difficult to do properly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's MCP. Overall, my rating on the MC re- MCP reveals A, solid A. <laughs> yeah, so solid good. A. I didn't. I so, didn't think there was anywhere better they could go. Uh, and oh, was I wrong? <laughs> so can we can we just talk about the pre uh, Adepticon announcement they did? Go ahead, uh, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. And we got to and see her cards at Adepticon. Yeah, yeah, her card is fucking amazing. It yes. Might actually be my my favorite uh, adaptation into the game because it's They've, fucking spot on. Um. So the yes, but yeah, Squirrel Girl looks great. Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool. We got to have Gwenpool in there. Gwenpool. Yeah. If you if you haven't seen any of that stuff, definitely go go look because OMG, it's all on our Discord. Uh, yep. The pa- <laughs> and the panel to play is uh, on their website. It'll be the most recent article. Yep. But super cool. All right. But guys, uh, also, I didn't write anything down for Legion. It's not that I don't like Legion. It's just that it was too much stuff for me to write down. And I knew it would be too oh, much. The to Ewoks. Ewoks, Ewoks. And it's a battle force of Ewoks. Yeah, so I can I use like all Ewoks. That's all that. that I, I didn't care what else. I mean, there I, was. Think, that's all yeah, I, I think that's the so biggest there thing. Are, for there Legion. are two things. So I didn't write anything down, but there were two things I was always going to mention. Ewoks, I was going to mention. And the Geonosians, I was also always going to mention. Yeah. Yep. Because those two were the like, yes. No, come on, Bad Eagles. Batch, please, Bad Batch. No, yes, Bad, Bad Batch, Batch is good. Goddamn, and was Ahsoka so for the Rebels. Boom. Yeah. Oh man. Give me Ahsoka right, for my so clones. Hard to pick a hard to pick a favorite, right? But man, there is so much stuff that they show, Let's, and, and it's again. Not that I don't love Legion, just that I'm like way out of that game, and it was just like cool. I'm glad people are getting those models, but I want to get on to Shatterpoint. Oh, Shatterpoint! Because this was the coming out party for Shatterpoint Adepticon. Um, I do plan on us doing a full Shatterpoint episode once they actually have the printed rules and I can read them. Mm-hmm. But I did watch Will Schick's. So if you haven't seen it, you can go to AMG's YouTube channel, and Will Schick goes through a full sort of scripted demo. And very eloquently, at least for me, for a person who, like, immerses himself in uh, rules, it was able to appreciate the level of detail and reasoning that Will went into. Because he goes a lot deeper. He he takes, like, two minutes to explain things that you could explain in 15 seconds while you were actually going through a rules explanation. But he goes through the process of why they made certain decisions and why they did it and why they felt it was important and how they justified all of the mechanics thematically, which I really appreciated. And again, we're going to we're going to do a whole episode on Shatterpoint because I am stoked about this game. Um, And outside of that, just to note that the rules are as good as I was hoping they would be. The combat looks fluid and engaging. The objective system looks remark like basically it's nothing we haven't seen before right like there's nothing new it's just very well done combination of some of the best mechanics in wargaming with some subtle twists right which great right that i mean that's like uh, all of all of human invention is uh, you know taking what someone's done and then building back Mm -hmm. better right and so that's just what this is they're just taking the best parts of the things they like and making a rule system that's cohesive and fits for star wars and boy did they nail it but 
we have to talk about the announcements, right? Because the thing that gets a person excited about Star Wars, like it's it's like Warhammer. People will just buy it. It doesn't matter if it's good. People are going to buy Shatterpoint. It doesn't matter if it's good. It's going to be good, though. Don't worry about it. The rules are good. I, I he promises. assure you and, he we'll, promises. and we'll break it down. I can't promise you'll like it because every well, game is I didn't is say you would like it. I just said you promised oh, that yeah, the rules not, are good. Uh, yeah. But the rules are good. They're solid. But the important thing is, like, what sells these games is the models. The models are gorgeous. <laughs> Boy, are that's, they gorgeous. Start. Yeah. And and, and the, they, we, they were gorgeous from the start, right? Like, the core box, the Dooku stuff, like, everything they've shown already is already hype. And it looks great. I will say, I will say that the core box does not suffer as much as the the MCP core box does when it comes oh, to models. Oh, no. I think they, lear- they learn lessons. They learn their lessons. I, I mean, there's a couple yeah. models in there that I feel are a little static, but they're, like, static because they're, like, iconic poses. Like, Ahsoka, she, she feels like a very static character. Like, her model feels very static. But it's because it's got the two, you know, the lightsabers just sitting there in her, you know, her, her, t- her typical, like, pose. So yeah, that's what I, I thought it was more like her iconic pose rather than being too static, but mm-hmm. it does, it does look great. Yeah. Um, but, but let's, 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 uh, let's talk about some of the reveals though. Um, because, oh my God. <laughs> um, all right. So the first one to talk about, we, we are definitely understanding the shatter point concept. That's the first thing to talk about. And if you don't know what shatter point is, the loose, Definition of the Shatterpoint is these are ultra important moments in the history of the Star Wars universe, right? That's a Shatterpoint. Um, and so what we are going to see are characters that are demon that are basically shown at very important parts of their story arcs and their character arcs. And that's important as I talk about it, because the first pack that I want to talk about is the Return of the Jedi. Uh, where you have um, Lando, Leia, Luke, and R2, all in the configurations as they were in Return of the Jedi. So Leia in disguise, Lando in disguise, R2 about to flip Luke his lightsaber, and Luke in his full sort of Jedi regalia. Yeah, I love that pack. Oh my god. Yeah. It is like uh, if I if they could have there's no way like you would have been like what are your wildest predictions? That is not one I would have guessed for something they no. would go for this soon in the game. Nor nor is it like a theme I would even guess at for them to go right like that the, like because every game just goes for like pilot Luke or like in his mm-hmm. like Tatooine white sort of tunic Luke. No one goes for Jedi Luke, and this is right. like just full-on badass Mm -hmm. i love it so much i love the r2 sculpt where he's like pitching the lightsaber it's just it's great he's got like all the sail he's got the drink cup yeah he's got all the sail barge equipment (laughs) on him oh man it's so good well and lando lando in disguise i mean that's you never see that no never i mean you don't ever see well i mean outside of legion you don't really ever see lando that's true that is true he's Yeah. yeah So great pack. If you haven't seen it yet, go look at the pictures. And this is what we're going to do. We're just going to break down and, and freak out. So I think but I think ne- the reason one of the reasons I like the Jedi Luke pack so much is to segue into the other pack I would like to introduce, if that's okay. Yes. Is that it fits exactly perfectly 
with Darth Vader. The way mm-hmm. that yes. Luke is posed is it looks like he is deflecting something. And the way that Vader is posed is he is coming down in a traditional samurai swing down and you put the two models together and they just clash and it's perfect well, that, dynamic. That's also by intent. Agre- yes, it is. It right? is. Like, they, they, it is designed that's, that's that way. Intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and Vader is 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 gore. Like again, he's got that. He's coming down in the the two handed over the like samurai swing. The his cloak is billowing in the background. You know his 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 robes are billowing. He's coming with three stormtroopers. It's just that that is one of the best Vader sculpts I've ever seen. Period. It's real. It's real good. Yeah, it's real good. Like when I when I realized Very like it was he that. was in that traditional samurai pose, like I I flipped my shit because it, it goes back to playing homage to how George designed Star Wars with the with the Jedi or with the samurai old films and the spaghetti westerns and like I just feel like they sculpted it perfectly in like it's something you would have seen in a Star Wars movie. They did such a good job with it. Yep. And now, still, still sticking in theme with Return of the Jedi, uh, we also saw the Ewok pack, <laughs> and the, e- yep. the Ewok pack is so good. Also, like, it's it, can we talk about how great it is that it's nine models? Well, yes, mo- most of these are four models. Well, yeah, it's, it's 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 five it's five models, and, and, and but there's two of the bases are big bases with three Ewoks on them each. Three Ewoks mm-hmm. on them each. Yep. And they are so good, you guys. Like, if you're listening and you haven't seen these, go look at these. They are phenomenal models. They're, they're really so good. good. I hate Ewoks, and they're really good. Oh, oh my god, they're so models. good. The Yubna model just, I just every time I look at it, it makes me grin. Man, I love it <laughs> so much. Oh, I, yeah. This is as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, AMG, you got me. You got me." I mean, they. Um, yeah, all all the sculpts are great. Um, they they got me too with with uh, I don't I think that's all the return ones, right? No, no, there's one more return model. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's two yeah. return models. Yeah, because uh, there's go ahead. Yeah, there is Iden Verso. Uh, Iden Verso. She is coming mm-hmm. with her by herself, and she's coming with her droid as well too. I forgot what her droid's name is. Um, and then we get Han in his like. Endor vest get up coming solo yep. by himself. Yep. And did you did you hear the subtle dig? What was the subtle dig? <laughs> he said I've been he said I've been told this is the best likeness of Han Solo in miniature form. <laughs> oh. What? Oh. 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 They gotta realize that I mean, they now own that line. <laughs> that model is theirs. <laughs> Which is why I think they can say whatever they want about it, but yeah. <laughs> that the Legion the Legion Han is definitely lacking. That's fugly. Yep, yeah, it's bad. Yep. Yeah. I thought that okay. was pretty hilarious when I heard yeah. that. All right. It's real bad. So do All we right. so next in next in line though, let's just I wanna I'm gonna run down some of the, the, the stuff that I have in order. Uh, so next in line to talk about is the Inquisitor box, Ooh, which boy. I hope you guys wanna paint some black. Um, but golly these models are dynamic and awesome yeah they are the only the only downside to it for me personally is i would have loved to have seven sister in it instead of one of the other sisters that we got because i just i just love seven sister she's so cool maybe that's because it'll be a separate i hope so i hope so because she's a badass I, i love her 
And I loved oh, her in the right. comics and the in Jedi. Uh, sur- well, not Survivor. What's the old one? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, mm. but ho- holy geez, is this uh, is that inquisitive? Oh, it's box great. That's great. Fantastic. Um, so, and, so, and again, one of the things that he said about that too is that they were. Is that the one? They were working on that one, um, like before anybody knew what it was. Apparently, only three of them at the company knew what the actual models were. They were oh using all kinds of like code names when they were letting internal people play test it. Oh my god, that's so oh! Cool. I just I just realized that all four of the models in this box are the ones from Obi Wan. Uh huh. I just yes, realized that's that. Correct. Yep, that is correct because it's a shatter point. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's what that's Ooh, what Will said. That's that they, we'll they were able to get that out sooner because they worked with Lucasfilm and had to keep everything secret internally. Well, maybe maybe yeah. we'll get a Cal Kestis box, and that's where we'll get. No, Seven g- Sister. don't 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 get me don't get me excited about uh, a Jedi Fallen Order box yet. I can't. My heart can't. I I would I would one hundred percent think that that's coming. But if we got a cow with like BD one sticking out of his mm-hmm. backpack, oh my god, mm-hmm. oh my god, <laughs> yeah, and some tunic options, oh please, oh, boy. please, yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So the the next one, and I think they said that this was actually the model that defined the scale and and the styling for all of the models, and that is the Mando, the Mando with Grogu, yes. yes. So, OMG, uh, the model is great. Yeah. Right? Like, every, it's exactly what you would want. Like, looking stoic, walking. He's got uh, Grogu floating behind him, sort of attached to the cape very cleverly. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that um, is actually connects as a model. I just want to see the engineering behind it. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, I, I just, again, I, Din Djarin wasn't something I had on my bingo card for seeing at this conference. I was expecting the rules, right? Not like a whole year worth of hype, just excessive hype for releases. Um, but the Mandalorian uh, is another one of the models confirmed coming. Um, and so there, there is a few more to talk about. But this next one that we're going to mention is my favorite. And if I could have picked a first box to buy and something that I am more looking forward to painting than any other box in this entire game, oh, I think I know what it, it is. is the crew of the ghost. The ghost. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my God. And every one of these models is amazing. But I will say that like when I, I, the first thing I was like, show me the Sabine sculpt. And it does not. It does it. not. It's, she's the, she, it's to me, she's the so best. Good. Her and Chopper are the best. <laughs> the, no, the chopper is phenomenal. The chopper is phenomenal. He's just like, very, it's just as surly as you want him to be and taken off. Oh, love so, it. Love it so yep, much. Everything only, you want out of a chopper. The only complaint that I have about this crew is. You're not allowed to have any. I, I do. I have, I have one complaint. And I think this is, and I'm hoping AMG does this. And I think this is where they're going to go with it. With a separate box that we'll release for this later, is I want blind Kanan and short hair Ezra because these are the like. Okay, season, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. These are like these are like season one ghost. Yes, they are because they are. But it, but it's, again, it's a shatter point, right? Right, and like right. maybe we will get. Oh, uh, I mean, you like, could definitely make a shatter point for blind Kanan and in Ezra from that those final mm-hmm. seasons. I, I think so, hundred percent. 
Um, but, but other is, than that, this is a gorgeous great box, models. great models. Also, it does look like this is this is not a close one, right? Because they these were like the models that yeah, they that showed was the way are off. like yeah. way off, Un, unpainted. They're not on bases. It's just like the sculpt, the, like the three D. Yeah, models. it's like these rendering of but them. The rendering, right? But oh, so exciting, so exciting! I'll, t- I'll tell you what, because I'm I'm not I'm not all in on um, a lot of the the Clone Wars stuff, Boom. but the one that surprised me that I was like. Ooh, I would use that was the Padme. Yes. I love next, that. That's the next one on the on the list. And right, the thing about Padme, right, is that her doppelganger and her attendants are assassins, trained yes. assassins. And so I mean, if you're not familiar with the lore, right, they, they are they, these are bad ladies, mm-hmm. man. They will they will they will kill you. Yep. Uh, and it's really cool to see them. And also specifically knowing that like like looking at those sculpts and actually knowing which one is padme is so good yeah right? they, they, like, did, they did a really good job of like showing like which one like you could tell which one's supposed to be kira knightley which one's supposed to be natalie portman yep. like you could really like yep. looking at these models like you know which one is which yep yep mm-hmm. yeah it's real real good yeah uh so so glad they pulled it off as well as they did uh, man, I mean, amazing. Now, speaking of Clone Wars era stuff, my big hype for the Clone Wars era, outside of what comes in the core box, is the Night Sister box. This came out of left field for me. So the cool thing here, right, is you get the two Night Sisters. I was not expect. I was so again, yeah, again, Shatterpoint. So it makes sense that all these characters are here. But I was not again, not expecting to have Savage like in a box right away. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have thought it would have just been Talzin and three night sisters. Right. But I'm super well, happy. So to it, see so it makes it. sense that it's Savage since we already are getting, um, Asajj Ventress in the core box. It, and, yeah. and Darth Maul, it makes sense yep. that in here, that it is Savage because the two, and also, the two sisters yeah. that are in here are actually named characters and I can't remember their names though. And again, thinking about how the game works too, right? Where you have your, yeah, you pick your main character, the second, and then the tertiary model. It makes sense that the second would be Savage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um, so that's super cool. But that tells him, that tells him model. Mwah, she's beautiful. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's actually one of the best in the range mm-hmm. so far. It's just like wonderfully done. In the same way that like, Hella is really cool too. It's got that like really good like Ooh. flowing like magic. Really, just really love it. Yeah, I didn't think about that, um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the same the same kind of like uh, like technique that they used to like mount those models and make them look big on their bases. Um, uh, going forward though, uh, we have uh, Snips Boy Ahsoka. Yep, with cloak uh, and then Ahsoka box. With Plo Koon, yeah, and then and then the the three and then I mean it's it's actually it looks like we have probably a named trooper and then two more. I don't necessarily know if they announced who they were in the box. It's Wolf. It is Wolf. Oh, yeah, it is Wolf. It is Wolf. Right. It's okay. it's from it's from Plo Koon's uh, unit, his battalion. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's rad as hell. I hadn't looked at it close enough to pick it out, but now that I'm looking at it, yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I love that Padawan uh, Ahsoka is coming with him. Just it fits with the story. And, and Plo Koon is – I saw this box and I freaked because Plo Koon's my favorite, like, non-mainline Jedi. Uh, I just – I love him. I love the look of the design of him. 
Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool that Ahsoka's coming with him. Super great. Uh, next in line, oh my god, Cad motherfucking Ooh, this Bane. Box. This box. This is probably the best Cad Bane sculpt we've ever gotten. Hundred percent. It's uh, it's so good and it's so like full of, Clone it's, Wars accurate. It's so full of swagger. Yeah, yeah, the swagger, and it's all, all four bases swagger off the charts. Yeah, Arla, Arla <laughs> right? Arla's, ugh, I can't remember her name. Orasing? Yeah, Orasing. There you go, Orasing. Orasing. And I think the the guy that's with them, the is it a Durzel? I think the guy with the horns. I can't remember the race, but I think he's a no name from what I heard, what I remember watching. Either way, this thing is way up my alley. And you get Cad's Ooh. robot too. Yep. Oh my god, I'm a hundred percent in. Uh, and then I think the only one we haven't talked about is the Mace box. The Mace Windu. Yeah, Mace Windu, looking pretty, pretty baller. Again, another one of those skulls where you just look at it and you're like, it's perfect, right? Like, yep. it's perfect. And boy, the the paint job on that one too. The factory paint job is just oh yeah, it's gorgeous, wow, incredible. It's going to be interesting to see how like they play out the pod in his rules as well too like how they're going to go with his damage track on that and, and play within that that power set that i he mean has. all sorts of stuff because like he's sort of like one of the i mean isn't he the of all the characters we've seen the only one that can actually like navigate and see shatter points like that's like one of the things that mace can do right, right. um so it's it is going to be really interesting to see how his rules work on the table but holy shit you guys like i don't know that i've ever been more excited during a press conference like maybe like some video game that I can't think of at the moment, right? Like that that might be the only other time I've just been like so full of hype and like unbelievable energy. Every picture that got released, oh it, it was just like it was like one after another. It was like it was really good. Then it just another one like got it better. Another one got even better. Another one got even like they just continued to build and build and build on that hype. And it, like nothing was a letdown. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Nothing. Well, and it helps that we all know the IP, right? Like that's true too. Yeah, yeah, year just years of and and also knowing it, it was the, all of that coming off of like seeing the rules and understanding the game was going to be sweet. Yeah, and I think they right? did that right of showing the rules first before they started doing the mm-hmm. models because that that makes the yeah. hype for it feel more genuine instead of like yeah, instead of like like FOMO marketing. I mean, I think is the best way yep. to put it. Yep. Like they put right. the, they put the proof in the pudding first, which I like. It's good. They yep. did, and so the promise to the listeners then is that we will do the full full breakdown once the Shatterpoint rules are actually uh, available for us to read, which I'd imagine would be pretty soon, actually. Um, yeah, because the game well, releases so in June, June, yeah. June six, I think. Um, okay, so I have one more thing to talk about. Potter hasn't seen this because he hasn't opened the document. Um, <laughs> Oh, this but is exciting. I'm surprised. Oh I mean, I'm in for the surprise. I, I don't know how much you're going to care because I don't know how much you've actually played this game or interacted with it. So there is a game, Potter, that you've heard me talk about on many occasions mm-hmm. that I love Bish- that died. It- oh, no, I did. I saw the I saw your I saw talk, the talk about it on the discord. So I know I know and what you're about to say. <laughs> Eden is coming back. And I like this is like if there was anything that could have made me happy at this convention, it was just seeing this one poster. God damn it. 
I am so fucking excited that Eden is coming back. I got all my models out. I reorganized all my cards. I am ready. I'm going to start pushing demos because I need people backing this fucking Kickstarter because that's all that they've shown so far is a poster that shows the new logo. The new game is called Eden, the new world. The new logo looks dope. And then there's a Kickstarter coming this year to relaunch the game. Oh my fucking God. I'm so excited. I will, I will back it for you. Just so you can get this game going, whether I play it or not, I will do this just for you, sir. Look, this is the this is one like this. this it's my Goldilocks game. It's it's on a two by two. The rules, I'm gonna be like the rules. They sit on a tidy twenty eight pages. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ! But like for a miniature, I mean, game, that's that's that that's is not much for a miniature. It is game. brief, brief, and it's twenty eight. It's actually twenty eight pages in a A four sized booklet. So like, right. if we were looking at this on like full eight and a half by eleven, we're talking about like nine pages right of rules. and that's probably nine pages of rules with pictures and things as well too with it exactly exactly this is a brief rule set but i have very infrequently come across a game that makes me think as hard as eden uh eden is like one of the thinkiest games with one of the best combat resolution mechanics i've ever encountered uh and I think one of my coolest, the coolest things I've ever seen in scenario design. So the way that the scenarios worked, at least in the previous edition for the game, is that you brought a lit your list and you had a selection of objectives that you could pick. And once you saw who your opponent was bringing that then and only then you placed the thing that was going to score you points. And if you think about a miniatures game, a lot of miniatures games, you're like, what are we fighting over? Why do my models even care? And all of the objectives, all of the objectives cards in Eden are themed around things that your group would want to be doing in the scenario and the location that they're in. Like it, like it justifies itself mechanically and it is brilliant. And it's also like, well, balance. Oh God, I could just gush about this game and i'm well, for, so for instance excited. right like when i played with jim um you know my crazy religious nuns were trying to move relics across the battlefield and his biker guys were trying to get fuel dumps yep and it just so happened they ran into each other wrong place yep. wrong time exactly which i abs- which is one of the things that i absolutely love about that game Yep, and that's the kind of thing that would happen in the wasteland, right? Wrong yep. place, wrong time. They just and and you you what do you do? You got to shoot at each other, right? Like because you don't know who they are, what they want, if they're gonna steal shit from you. You just got to start some shit. Yep. Um, oh, dude, so good. Oh my god. Oh man. I mean, I did look at the game before everything that happened with the company that was was making it at the time. Like, yeah, Happy Games Factory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was looking at it. My problem was is that. For me, I couldn't find a faction that I loved that someone else wasn't already playing. And since it was such a small group, I didn't want to you know double up on factions because the the models are great. Um, and, and like it's you know very Mad Max you know style esque. Mm-hmm. So I will yeah. I will definitely be taking a look at this Kickstarter and seeing oh, uh, seeing so if they introduce any new factions, new models, and things like that. Yeah, I have a lot of hopes, like hoping that they'll go with like Siocast, um, like the same kind of material that, that Corvus, Corvus Bell is yeah. for the miniatures. 
because the, I mean the resin that they had toward the end of the game was good, um, but could have been better. Um, and you know, resin is resin, right. it's brittle, it's dangerous to work with. Um, but oh my god, uh, man, I, I cannot wait. I cannot fucking wait for more Eden. That's that's and that's where I want to end it. It's just on like massive amounts of Eden hype. And if you're in the Discord, PM me for Eden demos because goddamn it, I'm giving them. <laughs> I have four full factions painted. I thought I had three. I have four. Um, so I have, I have many, many crews of models to demo. Uh, and we also have locals in Madison too, that also have models. So people are ready to show this game off. Like it's, it's crazy how I like, when I, I found this game just sort of like on a whim, right? Like, cause I was kind of like really into, into the thick of it and like looking for, for like boutique style games and stumbled across it. And like, Every time I showed it to someone, I'd be like, Just play this game. They play it once and be like, holy fuck. So good. Yeah, so good. Just crazy good. Um, and I, I don't even know if you can find the rules online anymore, which is sad. Uh, but again, it's coming back. It's coming back. So hell of excited. Uh, and that my, my, uh, my final thought for the show is going to be, fuck yes, Eden. And then I'll pass. Um. So- uh, uh, Ewoks in all their incarnations, just to piss off Potter. That but fucking Ewoks. I would, I would expect no less, my friend. Uh, um, better not. I mean, Paul, you want my MCP so I can play nothing but Shatterpoint? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there it is. Shatterpoint, baby. Uh, who's gonna read us out? I'm losing my voice. I think Potter volunteered. I did. I heard him. Uh, so uh, thank you to Static City for the music on the intro and the outro. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, come join us on our Discord. We are active there constantly. There's so much active activity going, conversations, good ideas. Come join us. Um, and then uh, look for us on the social medias. There are two. There are two things I know in this world. One, Tyranids are the good guys. Two, a hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a you sandwich. Can, that is correct. You can, you can fucking stinger that.